This is a podcast from the Business Times. Starting the week, Singapore shares opened higher after the deal to avert a US debt default was concluded, pushing equities in the global market higher. The Straits Times index was up 1.5% in early trade and closed in the green, up 0.7% to 3,189 points. On Tuesday, Singapore shares hit a down at the open, following overnight losses in the global markets. The SDI was down 0.3% at the open, but closed marginally better, up 0.03% to 3,190 points. At the midweek, Singapore shares started in positive territory. The SDI was up by 0.04%, but declined to close 0.3% lower at 3,180 points. And on Thursday, Singapore shares opened lower, mirroring overnight losses in global markets. The SDI was down 0.1% but closed in the green up 0.2% to 3,187 points. It's Friday, June 9th. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look at market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero. Singapore shares opened flattish. The SDI was down 0.1% to 3,184 points. Here's Amelia Town Market Analyst at SGX Securities, wrapping the trading week. In the week to date until Thursday evening, STI gained 0.6%. Asian markets were up 2.2% over the week. However, markets generally stalled on Thursday after a surprise rate hike in Canada, but the STI bucked the trend, ending Thursday's session up 0.2%. Last week, during SCI's June quarterly review, it was reported that Citrum will be added to the benchmark, replacing capital DC REIT effective from 19 June. The STI reserve list in alphabetical order are Capital Land Escort Trust, Fraser Centerpoint Trust, Keppel DC REIT, Olam Group, and Suntech REIT. Looking back in the Singapore market, top three outperformers for this week for companies with a market cap of at least 500 million Sing dollars were Digital Core REIT. China Aviation Oil and Yen Lord Land averaging 11% gains. On the other hand, top three decliners for the week were Cortina Holdings, iREIT Global and ComfortDelGro averaging 6% declines. In terms of institutional fund flows in the Singapore market across the last five sessions through to 7 June, we observe net institutional fund outflows of 21 million Sing dollars. By sector, the highest net inflows over the last five sessions were seen across REITs at 18 million, utilities at 15 million, and real estate at 10 million. On the other hand, financial services recorded the highest net outflows at 37 million, followed by technology at 20 million and industrials at 12 million. Largest inflows were seen in OCBC, SIA, and UOB while largest outflows were recorded in DBS, SETS and Capital Land Investment. Wrapping up the month of May, STI was down 3.4% in price returns and negative 2.3% inclusive of dividends. During the month, institutions were net sellers of Singapore stocks, with over 600 million of net institutional outflows. By sector, financial services recorded the most outflows at 535 million. To recap, the three local banks recorded record quarterly net profits for Q1 2023, driven by higher global interest rates. FY 2023 loan growth guidance is currently 3-5% for DBS and low to mid single percentages for OCBC and UOB. SREITs, according to the IHS REIT Index, declined 3% in total returns on the back of persistent inflation and growing expectations of a June rate hike, reversing its 0.6% gains in April. 
However, on a year-to-date basis, SREITs remained in the green, with almost 2% in total returns, outpacing STI's 0.3% declines and developed REIT markets which declined about 1%. In the month of May, SGX-listed ETFs that saw the most trading activity were Lion OCBC Securities Hang Seng Tech ETF, SPDR Gold Shares ETF, both SDI ETFs, and the Nikko AM Straits Trading Asia X Japan REIT ETF. Tepegek joins us for her take of the week. Pegek. As the investing community at the start of the trading week looked to the Federal Reserve's meeting next week, having put behind the United States' debt ceiling deal that averted a default, China's sluggish external trade gave rise to concerns about its slower economic recovery. And an impending global recession cannot be ruled out, as the US Treasury yield curve at one point this week became most inverted in almost 42 years with the difference between the 10-year and 2-year yields reaching as much as negative 81 basis points. And an inverted yield curve is said to be an indicator of an imminent recession. Indeed, the World Bank warned that the global economy will face headwinds going into 2024 owing to restrictive central bank policies and the possibility of more upheaval among struggling lenders. While the eroding services sentiment as seen in the lower-than-expected Institute of Supply Management or ISM services print was earlier expected to give the Fed reason to pause its rate hike next week, this changed after the Australian and Canadian central banks both opted to raise rates against consensus expectations of a whole. Now that the labour market in the United States has proven to be strong, a firm inflation data print next week might just tilt the odds in favour of another rate hike. Meanwhile, in Singapore, it was an eventful week for the Real Estate Investment Trust, or known as REITs in short. Digital Core REIT, Maple Industrial REIT, and Capital DC REIT reported that their common tenant had gone bust, but the extent of impact on the REITs varied. Digital Core REIT flagged that the pure data center player's distribution per unit might be halved as a result, while the impact on Maple Tree Industrial REIT and Capital DC REIT was expected to be immaterial. Manulife US REITs manager said that the fifth-largest tenant contributing 3.3% of the REITs overall gross rental income will be ending the lease early. Still to come, company-focused news and what to note in the Singapore market with Amelia. In the next podcast episode of Editor's Talk, inspired by the Business Times column Off the Record, we turn our attention to audience editors from the newsrooms of SPH Media. Hi, I'm Clarissa Montero, podcast editor at the Business Times. In the next episode of Editor's Talk, I'll be sitting down with Business Times' head of our audience teams. Have you ever wondered what they do? How driven by analytics, both big and small data, are they? And... What makes an audience specialist in the modern media world? And that's just my first few questions. Associate Editor Audience at The Business Times, Chan Chiaopong, joins us next. Out June 12th. Check in for the latest in Editor's Talk from The Business Times Podcasts team. And now, back to market focus from The Business Times. Amelia, data out of China this week was somewhat underwhelming. What about the manufacturing and other data released out of Singapore? Could you give us the highlights? Manufacturing activity in Singapore eased for a third straight month in May from a slowdown in demand for electronic goods from major trading partners. 
The Singapore Purchasing Managers Index, which is a key gauge of manufacturing activity, fell by 0.2 points to 49.5, indicating signs of a contraction. In particular, the electronics PMI dropped by 0.1 point to 49.1, marking its 10th month in contraction mode as global demand for electronic goods declined. In the services sector, Singapore hotels saw average room rate and revenue per available room inch up in April after dipping slightly in March. This is despite overall room revenue and average occupancy rate dipping slightly since their highs in March. These figures came as tourist arrivals surpassed 1 million for the second straight month since the pandemic started. Analysts are sanguine about the slight fall in room and occupancy rates and added that conditions may pick up when more long-haul flights return. Singapore retail sales grew 3.6% year-on-year in April, led by food and alcohol, cosmetics, toiletries and medical goods industries posting the highest growth. On a month-on-month, seasonally-adjusted basis, about 60% of the retail sales categories recorded sales gains, while 40% declined. Excluding motor vehicles, retail sales have grown over 14 consecutive months. In property, sales of super-prime residential property in Singapore rebounded over 60% in the first quarter of 2023 to 37 deals after a relatively slower fourth quarter of 2022, according to real estate consultancy Nike Frank. Knight Frank counts transactions valued at over 10 million US dollars to be in a super prime category. While the number of transactions grew, the average deal size fell between 12 and 15 percent, both on a year on year and month on month basis. Over in mass market, resale prices of housing and development bought flats continued to rise in May, but at a moderate pace of 0.3 percent compared with 1.1 percent in April. Year on year, the overall price increase was 7.7 percent. Volumes were 4.8% higher compared with the year-ago period, reversing from the 4.3% decline in April. Singapore's fixed home loans have also recently eased, ahead of a likely pause in the US Federal Reserve's interest rate hike cycle. However, rate outlook remains uncertain and analysts are not expecting buyers to return to the housing market immediately. Amelia, in company-focused news this week, there were some ups and downs too. Please give us the highlights. Of course, Clarissa, let's start with an up. Samcorp Industries announced that its wholly-owned subsidiary, Samcorp Gas, has signed a gas sales agreement to import natural gas piped from the West Natuna gas fields in Indonesia at an estimated value of $1.9 The agreement is expected to be effective by the second half of this year and delivery is expected to commence from next year for a tenor of four years. Samcorp Industries also updated in relation to various media reports about a potential sale of Sam Waste, saying that it has commenced the process to explore the potential divestment of its waste management business and its energy from waste plant. It has also appointed HSBC as its financial advisor and has commenced preliminary discussions with selected parties. SIA Engineering announced that it will form a joint venture with Cambodia Airport Investment Company for aircraft maintenance services at a new airport in Cambodia. SIA Engineering will hold a 51% equity stake in this JV. SIA Engineering also said that it will take up an additional 10% stake in Jamco Aero Design and Engineering Private Limited, which is a joint venture between Jamco Corporation, SIA Engineering and Jamco America. Lendley's Global Commercial REIT announced that it has taken over a 10% stake in Parkway Parade for approximately $88.9 million. The acquisition provides Lendley's REIT with preemptive rights and the flexibility to potentially increase its strategic stake and its distribution per unit accretive on a pro forma basis. 
Another REIT has also announced acquisitions. iREIT Global has announced that it will be acquiring a portfolio of 17 retail properties for approximately 76.8 million euros. The properties are fully leased to blue chip tenant BNM Group, which is a leading European discount retailer. The properties are also part of the Retail Park's out-of-town asset class, which has been resilient through the pandemic. In slightly down news, it was reported that Keppel DC Reed's customer, Sixtera Technologies, a listed US data center operator, has filed for bankruptcy protection amid struggles to pay down debt and the severe funding crunch. Keppel DC Reed said that the assets account for less than 2% of its assets under management and has slightly no material impact on its DPU. In the same week, two other data centre-related REITs, Maple Tree Industrial Trust and Digital Core REIT, have also issued announcements addressing their customer bankruptcies. Maple Tree Industrial Trust said that its third-largest tenant, a global co-location provider, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. This tenant occupies space in eight data centres in North America and contributed to about 3.2% of the REIT's monthly gross rental income. Digital Core REIT announced that its second-largest customer, a global co-location and interconnection provider, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Its customer represented about 22.4% of annualised rent and is deployed across six data centres representing 26.6% of total portfolio value. Digital Core REIT said that its DPU could fall by 2 US cents, assuming all annual revenue were to be eliminated. Backgag, what are potential drivers for next week? Next week, the Federal Reserve officials will be meeting to decide whether or not there's a rate hike. And China will release this raft of data on economic activity for May. This will include industrial production, fixed asset investment, construction and retail sales. Of these, the retail sales should be the one to watch, as consumer spending is what is keeping the economy afloat, while production and construction both struggle amid a tough global trade environment. Thanks for that. This has been Market Focus from the Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero with Amelia Tan, Market Analyst at SX Securities, and Tepek Gek from the Business Times News Desk. This is a podcast by the Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.